Good evening, everyone. You've got me. You know who it is. It's Bubs. And it's story time with Bubs again this evening. And we're going to go back to the days when I was pipelining. Back in, oh, early, mid-2000s. Went to work for a pipeline company with my father-in-law, and I went down to Anna, Alberta, and got to meet some of the guys, got to know some of the guys pretty good. Some of the guys were partying pretty hard. I was trying to come out of my party stage at this time a little bit, but still getting off the wagon once in a while and uh, getting a little out of hand. Well, we got shut down one day because it was too cold. So instead of going down to the bar where all the guys were always at, I figured I'd go over to the other one, have my lunch, go back to the apartment that me and my father-in-law were renting, have a relaxing day. So I go in there. Yeah, none of the pipeline boys are in there. Start walking or walk over to a table, sit down, order myself a beer, order a burger. <clears throat> Food gets over to me, order another beer. Just finish my burger and trying to decide whether I want to have another beer or not. And fucking Red walks into the bar. He sees me from across the bar and hollers, Bubs is here! And come straight over, looked at the waitress and said, two more, one for him, one for me. And we continued to go in there for a while, and some of the guys picked us up, I think. I don't really remember. And then we ended up over at the other bar, where the guys were staying at the hotel in that bar. And at one point or another... I decided I was heading home. And this is hearsay from the guys the following morning. Was I was walking home and I went to go across the street and I was so fucking drunk. I slipped and fell and it was cold, cold as balls. I slipped and fell and they said I didn't even have the fucking sense about me to put, pull my hands out of my pockets to try and catch myself. Just flop straight onto my fucking back. They said they watched me turtle around on the road for about two or three minutes. <clears throat> then they figured they'd get out and help me and take me back to my apartment. Well, I got back to the apartment, and again, it's this is hearsay from what my brother or what my father-in-law came home to. <laughs> because he'd went, come back to Lloyd for the day or something, and... Uh, He come back and there was hot dog, or they had hot dog buns or bread set out on the out on the counter by the microwave. And he checked the microwave and there was some shriveled up little hot dogs in the microwave. <laughs> and he said he went and looked, and there I was, sprawled out in bed, passed out, fucking cold, snoring. So whatever, he went and had a shower. 
or went to go have a shower or whatever and was sitting on the toilet and all of a sudden he said he heard this flop thump 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 and I busted in the bathroom door and just started puking. He said if he would have been 30 seconds slower I would have puked all over his lap. So that was my first reel out of hand on the pipeline. The next one that's really going to make everybody laugh, and this one again is a lot of hearsay. I don't remember much, but there's bits and pieces I do remember. So we were pipelining in Rimby, and I had my own hotel room. I was a welder's helper at the time, and my wife's grandma was pretty sick. It was shortly after we lost my mom, and they phoned me. And Granny come on the phone, and she said, when are you guys getting married? I said, I don't know, Granny, why? Well, Granny says, well, I don't know how much longer I got left, and if you want me there, you're going to have to hurry it up. I said, well, how much longer do you think you got, Granny? And she said, well, two or three weeks. I said, put Andrea back on the phone. And she come back on the phone, and... <laughs> I said, well, you heard what Granny had to say, so what do you figure? Well, she says, two weeks. We'll get her figured. Well, by this time, sitting in my room after a long day out on the pipeline, I was six or eight beers in already. Had a couple of more and figured I'd wander over to the bar and let the boys know that me and the old lady had finally, finally set a date. Well, I get over there and I tell them that and it's fucking shots and tequila came out and oh just a fucking nightmare and then one of the pipeline guys mentioned to me that he was out of dope and well at the time I thought I might know a guy in Rimby that might be able to hook us up so I tried getting a hold of him I couldn't get a hold of him he wasn't around so my sister's boyfriend at the time, we'll call him Wolfman, he was uh, driving for her. He was over at the bar driving, and I said, well, if we can talk Wolfman into running us into Red Deer, then I know a guy there. We can get some for him for you. So, all right, we load up a bunch of beers and into Silly's truck, and off we go. Well, we pull into Red Deer, and we go to the 7-Eleven, I guess. This, I don't remember. Like I said, there's a few blank spots. Well, I guess we get into the 7-Eleven, and went to pull cash out of their bank machine, and the bank machine didn't work, so I started getting real mouthy and ignorant with the, with the gentleman behind the counter. We'll call him Apu. And apparently I was very, very not polite with Apu. So Apu chased us out of the store, wrote the license plate number down on the truck, and called us into the cops. Well, I'm kind of coming to as we're rolling into, uh, I think it was uh, RBC drive through bank machine. And Wolfman says, Bob's, 
quit fucking around back there. There's a cop. Well, I got an open beer in one hand and a cigarette in the other. I look up at the front at him and I say, don't worry, I got this. And he goes, fuck off, don't you dare, and tried to lock the door, but I unlocked it and jumped out the back seat, threw my hands up in the air, cigarette in one hand, beer in the other. Don't shoot, we're all good here. <laughs> well, fucking of course, whoop, whoop, lights come on, he steps out. Can you please get back in the vehicle, sir? I was like, nope, I gotta have a piss. So I walked up to the front quarter panel of the front driver's side quarter panel of the truck to have my piss. Well, the fucking cop, <laughs> he walks up and taps me on the shoulder. Well, some of you have heard what kind of a person I was. So you can just imagine, he tapped me on the shoulder, drunk, not even thinking. I spun around, and I soaked that fucker from the knees down, soaked him in my piss. He was not impressed. He fucking, that was my dog. So the cop grabs me, and before I even know what the hell's going on, I'm on the ground in handcuffs cock still hanging out of my pants he looks at me and he says I'm going to unhandcuff you and you're going to put your dick back away I remember looking up at him smiling and going no I'm not you are bang straight into the back of the fucking cop car so Wolfman somehow somehow managed to talk the cop into letting me out and I got a public urination ticket that night. I got a drunk in public ticket, and I think there was one other one. So this, again, I don't really remember, but we jumped back into the truck, went and picked up for Buddy. And I guess as we were driving away, I was, I was saying that I was going to throw my tickets out the window. And Wolfman said, you can't throw them out. So I wouldn't throw them out, but I ate them. The only one I didn't eat was my, I think it was a $685 public urination ticket. So you can piss on a cop. It'll just cost you, and it's not a cheap ticket. But we started heading back to Red Deer, and I guess I passed out in the back seat of the truck, or back to Remby from Red Deer, and I passed out in the back seat of the truck. Well, next thing I know, I wake up to somebody opening the back seat of the truck, or the back door of the truck, going, silly, who's in the back seat? And he, I hear him going, nobody, there should be nobody back there. And then we hear my welder come across the radio. Has anybody seen Bubs this morning? I'm a little concerned. His bed wasn't slept in. And his door's wide open, and there's empties all over. I rolled over when I heard that. I said, Silvio, give me the mic. Everybody started laughing. I grabbed the mic. I said, Porce, I just woke up in the back seat of Silly's truck. I'm on the way. I'll meet you there. Well, we got out there onto the 
job that morning. Sat through the safety meeting. Went out and we were mainlining. And me and Porus, I think we were repeating. I don't remember what we were doing, but we were on the main line and we had a lot of pipe to weld up that day and it was fucking hot and we're mainlining right through this big buffalo pasture. No shade in sight. So I'm standing there in the heat and my welder's yelling at me, up, down, up, down, for the heat and... Well, we had this guy that was spacing pipe for us, and I was so fucking hungover. I was puking and puking and puking. Like, it was bad. And good old Noof, a little fucker, <laughs> he stayed nice and close, and he'd look at me, and he, and he knew I couldn't hold the puke in anymore. And he'd just point, and I'd go running, and he'd run the fucking control for me for my welder. The spread boss come by at coffee time, and... I'm underneath the fucking, um, I'm underneath the welded rig because it was the only fucking shade I could find. And he looks at me and, you're going to make her through the day, bubs? Yeah, I'll make her. And then about lunchtime, it was the same thing. Afternoon coffee break, he comes over and same thing. End of the day, he comes driving by, he looks at me and goes, fuck Yeah. That's a good pipeliner. Go out and party like a retard. But you made it through the fucking day. I don't know how I made it through that fucking day. I probably puked up ten times my weight that day. I couldn't put nothing in but water. Fuck was I ever hung over. And then... I was the... Fr I got married on a Saturday... And I worked Friday on, on the pipeline down around Red Deer somewhere and uh, got off work, jumped in the truck and I come flying home, found out that because we weren't going to, it wasn't going to be a big wedding, it was a big rush. So a few of my friends had made it down, so we sat here and had a few drinks. My wife stayed in town at her in-laws. And I went out to our place a little bit north of town at the time. Come in the next day and did the wedding. And we all did drinks and stuff here in the garage for a bit. And then we went out to a few bars. And uh, everybody got pretty gassed up. And me and the wife, we go to bed. And, well, our wedding night, you know what we did. But we got captain, passed out in the, it was a nice, it was a nice uh, honeymoon suite, so it had two separate rooms, and captains passed out on the couch out in the, in the other room, well, in the middle of the fucking night, the wife, she <laughs> nudges me, and, honey, honey, there's a captain in bed. Like, whatever, not the first time Captain's climbed into bed with us. Not going to be the fucking last. She's like, but honey, I'm naked. I'm like, all right, I'll switch your spots. 
Well, I guess at some point in the night, Captain woke up and snuck back out to his couch and thought he got away with it. Well, the next morning I got up, went and had a rinse in the shower, and threw on the coffee. The captain sits up. I didn't say a fucking thing to him. And then, uh, the wife, she comes out of the bedroom. She looks at Captain and she says, On our fucking wedding night, you climb into bed with us, you son of a bitch. He thought he got away with it, so he shied away. But anyways, I got up, we went and had breakfast, I jumped in the truck and fucked off back to work. And then it would have been about a week and a half, two weeks later, we got a rainout day. We'd been supposed to have a couple of rainout days. So I went into Red Deer and visit uh, Bulldog. He was living there at the time. Uh, we started drinking, and it would have been about probably seven thirty, eight o'clock that evening. I got the phone call <coughs> that uh, we had to work the next day. Well, by this time, we're already gassed up, and we're not going to stop. I was too drunk to drive back to where we were working anyway. So me and the bulldog, we go downtown and we go to the strip club. <laughs> well, I ran out of cash when we were sitting up at Pervert's Row. And I said to the, the stripper, she comes over and she's like, Oh, are you guys out of cash? Are, are, you, are you not tossing any more loonies? You don't have anything else for me? I pulled my credit card out of my pocket. I asked her where the fuck I could swipe it. We thought it was funny. She didn't think it was funny. I'm not sure if the bouncer thought it was funny or not, but he fired us over there. Well, we're standing out there, having a smoke, trying to figure out where we're going to go to next. And my wedding ring was a little big, and it slipped off my hand. This guy picked it up, and I don't know if he was joking around or what the fuck, but he wouldn't give it back. Well, Bulldog says to me, Bubs, don't, don't, Bubs. Well, I didn't understand why he was saying don't. The son of a bitch had my wedding ring. So I took a swing at him. <laughs> Quickly realized why Bulldog was saying, Bubs, don't, don't, don't. There was a couple of cops sitting across the road in the car. They come running over, grabbed us both, gave me my ring back, let the other guy go, and hauled my ass off to the drunk tank for the night. Kind of pissed off that uh, they didn't haul his ass off too, but whatever. And I remember screaming at the cops when I got into the car that I had to be up at four. I had to be out of there at five so I could get back to work on time. Well, they were good. They let me out first thing, but the problem was I didn't know Red Deer very well. And I didn't know which way Bulldog's house was. So I thought he was up on the north end. So I asked this homeless guy which way was north because I was that fucking turned around. And he pointed one direction, 
And so I started walking that direction, and I'm trying to get a hold of Bulldog or his girlfriend on the phone. And I walked for about 15, 20 minutes. Bulldog's girlfriend finally answered, Where the fuck are you? I said, I'm trying to walk to your place to get my truck so I can get the fuck to work. Well, where are you? I told her what street numbers I was on, and she says, Well, if they let you out of the downtown uh, station, you're walking the wrong direction. So, a fucking homeless guy lied to me, prick. So, she comes down, picks me up, takes me back up to their place. I jump in the truck and fucking gone. Get on the phone, call the spread boss up. Tell him, I'm like, I'm just leaving Red Deer. I'm on the way. I'm going to be a little late. I just got out of jail. He says, well, if you make it here before the safety meeting is over, then I'm not going to dock you any time. So I fucking hammer down and get close. I'm thinking, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Not gonna make her, not gonna make her. Come flying into the laydown yard. And I jump out of the truck and go running into the job shock. Well, just as I go into the job shock, the safety meeting book was going by where I normally sat. So I dropped my ass in there, signed my name, looked at them all, and said, I made her. <laughs> this one's a little bit more, uh, uh, this is a little better than the last one, that's for sure. And so, uh, I hope you all enjoyed this one. And don't forget, who do you got to go check out? Oh, you know. I heard you say it. You got to go check out the Dusty Shedwood Company on Facebook. I'm trying to talk them into doing some kind of a special giveaway. If you say that the messed up Northern Boy sent you. But we haven't been able to nail anything down on that yet. <clears throat> so, get over there, like it, share it, send them a message. <clears throat> and... Let them know you're listening and that you checked them out because of the podcast. If <coughs> if they know that we've got a few of you listening, then maybe they'll be a little more inclined to do a special giveaway. I don't know. They have told me that they've gotten a few more likes. So... It is doing something for them, but let's toss them a little more business, guys. Come on. And, as always, hit us up at talesofamessedupnorthernboy at gmail.com with story ideas, guest ideas, whatever, fan art, be a hero like... Russ and send some money if you can afford it. I know most of you are just as broke as the rest of us, and Russ just thinks he's rich. <laughs> but thanks again, Russ. But seriously, though, e transfers are accepted at Tales of a Messed Up Northern Boy at gmail.com.
But if you do send it, make sure the password is Bubs. And on that note, I apparently have a couple of my sisters from other misters coming to visit me tomorrow. Maybe I can get them to tell you some stories about me because they were always a lot more sober than I was. So that might be good. But until next time, don't walk a mile in my shoes because that won't impress me. Live 30 seconds inside my head and you will understand why. I am a messed up northern boy. And these are my tales. Peace, bitches.